You go to a record store. Mm, you flick through the punk section. You see albums that you, you already own. Fresh fruit for rotting vegetables and no control. But then you see an album you've never seen before. You stop and pick it up. You've heard of the name of the band, and you've seen their logo on countless t-shirts and jackets of other punks. And you're pretty sure you've heard one or two of their tracks. They did a song called Halloween, right? You study the cover of the album. The background is an oily mix of purple and blue, and the foreground, an interesting sight. It's four dudes who look a little bit silly, but they're trying to be spooky and you appreciate that. So, intrigued, you look at the track list on the back. Pumpkinhead. You saw that with Steven the other week. Wow, someone would write a song about that? <laughs> and you skim down and recognize some other references in their track list. This band writes about horror movies? So you take it home, and you listen to it, and you fall in love with it. And you realize you've fallen in love with horror punk. Oh, you realize you love utter trash. And you're okay with that. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul apart. Podcast of the Dead. Hello, everyone. This is Podcast of the Dead, and I know we've been gone for a while, and I'm, I'm sorry! I'm sorry, I lost my voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a podcast about all things horror-related. Uh, I'm Zach Palmer. Sitting next to me is Isaac Wright. You'll never let me do what I want. Like, I had so many <laughs> ideas for this episode, and you'll just shot each of them down. I don't understand. <laughs> Look, taking a shit directly into the microphone is not allowed. That's basically allowing. what I do when I talk anyway. <laughs> uh, also joining us from the void is Chrissy Beetle. All right, lads. Yes. So, <laughs> as we said at the beginning, uh, we were <laughs> off for uh, a little longer than normal because Chrissy lost their voice. Uh, and uh, sorry, that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. That was, so, that was it's been, fun. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> Couldn't work for uh, like I, just, I just loved. I just loved halfway through the week, uh, Ash and I were sitting on the porch, and Chrissy was over here doing some live Facebook streaming thing. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, hey, Ash. Just let them know that Isaac is here and just say, you damn sure have your voice now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I hadn't been able to speak since last <laughs> Thursday, and I got my voice back on Monday. Well, I still threw some shade your way just because I was upset. Shit, but... Shut up, you're, a, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're back now. 
hopefully the reception will be uh, less spotty at this point. Uh, we'll try and do it more consistently. We just had a whole bunch of stuff that has happened yep. recently, and yeah. uh, life happens. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now it's time for horror news. <laughs> oh shit, it's too spooky. Yeah, <laughs> too spooky. Turn it off. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Too <laughs> much a... news. There's a lot of fucking news. <laughs> let's, cl- let's kick off this news with the elephant in the room for everyone, because some no. people love it. No, really? Why? That's well, what I ask. That's what I ask. <laughs> so they released a child's play trailer with. The voice of Chucky, but <sighs> they also released a still image of what the doll looks like. Now, I'll post the doll on the Facebook page because Twitter it's and so on. Ugly. So forth, yes. uh, it's bad. So we we had seen like a picture of the doll before this, but in different lighting, it looks very different and is gross. I mean the big takeaway for me is just that the film doesn't look like a child's play film it's not good like well, and- what's with this drone shit why are why are they throwing drones in the child's oh, play oh shit original, original child's play didn't need drones again. yeah what the <laughs> fuck dad's gonna be angry <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway I, it, it, the, the trailer was a mess. Yeah, it really is. Like, I, there's a lot of bad trailers recently where they show too much story, they don't show enough, or it's just unorganized. But this was just a mess of a trailer. I don't know what the fuck was happening. Yeah, you have no uh-huh. context of like what the storyline is. And a, a child's play storyline should be pretty simple. Boy buys doll. Plays with doll. Dolls inhabited by murderer starts doing murdery things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all that the movie needs. So what's up with all this like torture porn and like drones and just like gore fest in uh, the later half of the trailer? Like what the fuck is it's going not on? Soul. With that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the first thing that I thought of too, was like this looks like Saw. But what? it shouldn't be. What year yeah. is it? <laughs> Is it 2009 again? Are we making shitty remakes of movies again? Uh, essentially. I mean, I, I mean, I think we're in a cycle of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, this the is voice. like... The voice is... I'm not going to shit on the voice because I respect Mark Hamill and because he's probably doing the best with the direction he's given. Because you know he can do good voice acting. Well, we talked about I, that a lot. And, and the voice, the voice can be divorced. He's cheaper than Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vo- but the voice can be divorced from Mark Hamill in the sense that uh, the voice the voice is still bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like m- whatever Mark Hamill's direction might have been, it's still bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it is just a a discount Brad Dorif who is mm. already a discount Mark Hamill. Yeah, so <laughs> to discount discount Mark Hamill from Mark Hamill, <laughs> it's, it's like they said to him, Mark, man. So. We kind of pissed off everyone to do the original Child's Play, and we didn't get Brad Dourif. Can you do a Brad Dourif? It's <laughs> like, so, yeah, I could do that, but I'm going to shit on all of y'all's faces first. It's like, that's fine. We just need to get this out by, like, May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just need yeah. to get it done. I can only imagine Mark Hamill's face when they said, just do a Brad Dourif, and he's just like, are you serious? Yeah, are I you could. Fucking, are you kidding me? I could do so many other things with Chuck. Like, oh, God. Like, what else could you do with Chucky? You could make Chucky a madman. You like, could, yeah. 
Oh. If anybody was going to do it, it could have been yeah. fucking Mark Hamill. I Amazing. kind of know why this screenplay looks really bad. <laughs> it's the guy who wrote Kung Fury. Oh. Whoa! Wow. Whoa! The guy that did Kung Fury into the fifth? Or wait, no, he, it's not. He wrote. I'm the thinking guy, of Kung The guy Pao. who wrote Kung Fury's uh, screenplay is the guy who wrote this screenplay. Yeah, you're thinking of Kung Pao into the fifth, but also Kung Fury is. Uh, it's equally as good. <laughs> and sure. I, now I want to see this movie. I don't care. I don't care if it's bad or not because I know that Kung Fury was a part of it. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it might be laughably bad. Yeah, and that's uh, that's about all I'm gonna say about it. I think I'm I'm done. Okay. Anyway, enough child's play. We could go on about this for a while. I feel. Yeah. I feel like we could go. We've on already this. spent six and a half minutes <laughs> on child's play. So there you go. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, big news is they are now releasing a 4K remaster of the Kubrick version of The Shining. Thank you. Not for the miniseries. I did specify because you were fucking. You were just Jonesing. <laughs> as much as I love the croquet mallet, it does you not sound like compare. That joke. <laughs> yeah. As much as I would love the miniseries to be remastered, no, it is the Kubrick film, so we get to see Jack Nicholson go crazy mm. over uh, uh, two hours of worth of time. I still don't give any shits about any 4K release because I don't have a 4K TV. No one does. No, I, I feel <laughs> no like they're just does. releasing these into the void, <laughs> and they just keep going back to the distribution center. It's like no one's buying these. I yeah. don't understand. I think my dad's <laughs> looking at buying a 4K TV, and oh my, my stepdad's God. TV is 4K. How good do you need the image to be? I very... need to see. <laughs> I need to see pimples uh. on the guy, the extra in the background. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, we watch movies on VHS a lot, and I'm always like, "Oh wow, this still looks really good." Yeah. Blah blah. What's the point? <laughs> Not everybody is non-discerning as us. Yeah, okay. I guess. I guess. We watch laser. I own laser discs. I That's all I have to say. Really, people really need to watch their NFL like in, in brimming able, they detail. They need to be able to see Tom. They need to see the air coming out of the football for where Tom Brady Thank is. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna just just move on. Can we do quick. a sports podcast? But, no, no, no. <laughs> dear God, dear God, no. What uh, I am gonna say here's a, a disclaimer, and you should you should know this by now if you have a 4K or if you're just watching Blu-ray. Turn your image smoothing off. Yeah. That's what makes it look like a soap opera, by yeah. the way. If you're wondering why does the movement in this look really weird, it's because you have image smoothing on. Mm -hmm. They're adding in frames that aren't supposed to be there, so fucking turn that shit off. This is just, I, as like, as somebody yeah, who knows a lot about AV, stop, yeah, stop doing that. Stop, stop robbing yourself of a proper experience. Just imagine Zach standing in front of a waving American flag as he's saying all of this. <laughs> I'm going to put marching music behind that or, or something. I don't know. I'll, I'll put like the fucking, I'll put grand old flag or something. I, I really want to say, uh, just as an, uh, just as an aside really quick that I love that we're not doing this at seven in the morning because yeah. this all feels a lot more natural, yeah. <laughs> a lot more like we're not about to die. Thank you. Yeah. Every Thanks for like the work gave me today off. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God, it's nice not to have to be up at six in the morning to do a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, we had a, a death, uh, one of the big deaths while we were gone. Uh, Mr. Terry Rollins, uh, who did all the editing for both Alien and Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. yep. um, 
And that's... You said he was 86. He was. 86. Yeah, so, that, I mean, like, full life and everything, but still, it's sad to see him go. Sad to see anybody yeah. go. Yeah. Especially but, from those two films. Those yeah. are two of, like, the most, like, definitive films yes, of that era. It's exactly. so good. Yes. <laughs> and, and Blade Runner, I mean, I'm not really, like, a nerd about editing, but Blade Runner is very well edited. Yeah. Well... It had like three or four different cuts. But that's of it. I not, mean... <laughs> not because of the editing. Not, I mean, each scene is still edited the True. same. You know Correct. what I mean? Yes, it's I not because of the editing. It's because of of how long it was <laughs> and the endings. That didn't have True. anything to do. That was a story thing. That was yeah, didn't really have anything was. to do with the editing. It was the writers kind of just like cluster fucking themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was really Scott saying, "I don't know." It was really Scott <laughs> having too many ideas. Fuck the robot or not fuck the robot. Oh, God! Fuck <laughs> yeah. the robot. Yeah, absolutely. Always fuck the robot. <laughs> Just as a side note. What is this, Westworld? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so another trailer we watched right before we started was the new uh, trailer for Critters Attack. And it looks hilarious. I really like it. It looks campy as fuck. I don't know. It looks like it's going to be like pretty decent. Film. It and does. it seems yeah. to be getting better reception than the TV series. I if it's just based on the trailer alone, I want to watch it real bad. Yeah, no, me too. Like it looks fun. I like the uh, it looks like something critter. I'll get. He looks really cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good they all, critter. They all look kind of cute, but I still don't no. understand. I still don't understand the world in which someone's like, "Oh, he's so cute." When yeah. looking at one of these things, literally, I'm just like, "What the fuck?" Literally, only a psychopath <laughs> would look at a critter and be like. Why are you calling me out yeah, like, like this? I'm sorry you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> you calling me out like this, mate. I don't, I don't appreciate this. So Yeah, well. Don't think critters are cute. Get better taste in <laughs> cute things. Look, you're saying this sorry, to the person that thinks that uh, that uh Dracula did nothing wrong in uh, Castlevania. So. Oh my god. Dracula never does anything. Did nothing wrong. wrong. Dracula's, Dracula's just being him. I mean, Dracula doesn't... You can't fault him for needing blood. No comment. He didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> um, no, no speaking comment. Speaking of Dracula, or... Ish. <laughs> yeah. Not much of a segue, but we'll it's, go with it. Hey, vampires is vampires, isn't it? <laughs> so they're doing a remake for this will be the second remake yeah. of yep. Salem's Lot. I am excited. Which yeah. is being uh, I do want to see it. produced like by Lot. James Wan, so maybe it'll be good. And uh, yeah, Gary Dolberman, who wrote some of the script for it, along with Carrie Fukunaga and some other blokes after Carrie Fukunaga got kicked off. For wanting oh. to include the the scene <laughs> where they ran a uh, run a train on yeah. Bev, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> not not talking about it. Toby <laughs> did the first Salem's Lot, and it's great. I met David Soul, who plays Ben, who is the main character. Once, I don't really, like, I say I met him, I walked past him at a convention, and I said hi, and that Salem's lot was good, and he didn't look like he remembered it. 
because of his drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, I like how you said the name Ben. Like you were confused if Ben was even a I... name. Also, I'm I'm surprised that you don't realize that. Yeah, anyone that goes to a convention is just drinking all the time. Yeah. Everyone there has drank three bottles of absinthe, well, yeah. or at least that's what my experience. Do you think <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't drink anymore. <laughs> it really is the cons, I feel like, is what yes. made you it an made, It pushed me over the edge, <laughs> yeah. where I was just like, I want to remember things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, the new Salem's Lot, I hope they make Mr. Barlow as scary as Reggie something, who was the original actor for Mr. Barlow, because Mr. Barlow was cool. And I do kind of wish they'd put more of him in the series, in the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he was a very Nosferatu-ish vampire the scared compared the, to the two front fangs and the yellow eyes. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And he was yeah. a scary yeah. motherfucker, and it was great. He was. <laughs> he was. It's terrifying. That fucking scene, if you go back and watch that scene where he first shows up, it's fucking yeah. terrifying. And fucking terrifying, still. Thank Sorry. you, Stephen King, for writing a good vampire novel. For sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, am I doing this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even know. Uh, I don't know too much about this, but they're releasing a new Friday the 13th uh, soundtrack. I believe it's for... Uh, they're doing it on vinyl. Is it for the original it's film? A, it's a re-release. Yeah, it's a re-release. Oh, it's, okay. It's a re-release of the uh, of the Friday the Thirteenth uh, soundtrack, the original one. Oh, okay, but yeah, yeah. but they're doing a vinyl release right. of it, and it's done by Waxworks. Yeah, Wax- That's the name Wax- of the company. Wax- great. They released it like last year, and because they've done all of them up to five at the moment, I think. I know they've got the oh, the cool. rights to do all of them. That's awesome. Because they, cool. I need to buy some of their. Final. But oh, they recently going... released the Reanimator one as well. Oh shit! Oh, that's really cool. And so yeah. they just re-released it because it's w- so popular. So does that mean that they're going to have a vinyl release of the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack? Oh my god! Yes, or is this a whole bunch of like early two thousands rock, like butt yeah, rock? just Jason X too. Come on. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Amazing. No, I would love to have like a horror soundtrack vinyl collection yeah that'd be fu- fucking rad just because if you like think about the best halloween party you've ever been to they didn't have fucking the friday 13th yeah. soundtrack in the background yeah, they you have- don't feel <laughs> impending doom of being stabbed with a machete every yeah. second would they have a, a fucking spotify playlist with monster mash yeah. on it <laughs> ten, ten times it's, it's a halloween party with the misfits cover of the monster mash on it from project oh, 1950 yeah. oh, yeah. Um, oh, I do love Project 1950. I'm going to no, talk about that no, a little bit. Oh, no. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Anyway, uh, while we were gone, of course, actually, this wasn't even that long. It was two days ago from when we were recording. Two yeah. days. Two days. 426. 426. Alien Day. Alien Day happened, and a whole bunch of stuff happened on Alien Day. Uh, I mean, they they released a whole bunch of stuff. They released some short films. They uh, they announced a whole bunch of different things. Uh, I, I love the alien like, hype train that they they released going, the shoes. They, they kept it going. They released the shoes. Oh, That's did right. they really? Yeah, the, oh, the, the shoes that uh, Ripley was wearing. I need them. In the fr- yeah, I know. How much are they? I know. Are oh, they already sold out? Oh, probably. Yeah. Oh, goddamn it! Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the, speaking of Ripley, one of the big things that happened 
was that Sigourney Weaver... Okay, so we talked in a previous news section about that New Jersey high school that did a, a, a play of Alien... And it was fucking amazing. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was would amazing. love to be a part of that. And, and, and that like blew up like since we talked about it and a whole bunch of people heard about it, including Ridley Scott and Scorny Weaver. So when they did a uh, a basically an encore of the play, Scorny Weaver came and appeared in the play. Imagine Can you, just being in I high could, school. Scorny Weaver. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being one of the people in that like drama program who's yeah. like, "Hey, so we have a, we have a, another extra today. Uh I want you all to meet her. It's Miss Sigourney Weaver." And it's like, <laughs> "Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me?" What the fuck? <laughs> oh shit, my bone. Been crushing on you since I saw Alien for the first time and Ghostbusters. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh shit, my bone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, puberty happened at an inappropriate time. Like, I'm feeling all kinds of things. Yeah. Oh, man. No, but the, the the ability to meet Sigourney Weaver in that type of a setting, like when you're doing something also based on one of her works, that should that must have been, like, the coolest experience for those kids. So yeah. that's amazing. I'm it's really cool. Yeah. jealous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but they put a lot of hard work into it. They, yeah, they really exactly. did. Like, I, I hope they they're it. able to, like, almost tour that or something. That'd be great. Yeah, oh yeah. man, make it into a Broadway production. That'd please be bring great. it to Dallas. Can Dallas, you imagine? please bring it here. <laughs> oh my god, please. Oh man. Oh man, but um anyway, I'm gonna jump one because I don't know about what the other one is. Anyway, uh so You don't have to say that. Well, I don't care. You, you don't <laughs> I don't tell them that we, we have a, other pieces. The way we do things you is can we just have make a list it flow. of news and we're supposed to switch off. Uh I, I am fucking people. up the procedure. I don't you give a shit. Of Harry Dean Stanton <laughs> from Alien. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, but yeah, they they are making a a Harry Dean Stanton figure of uh, his character in Alien, Brett. Oh, uh, okay. Which I, is really cool. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be something that we normally talk about. But Harry Dean Dean Stanton passed away relatively. Yeah, it recently. was very recent. Yeah, yeah. And he was in so many things. Like he was like just a mainstay of stuff. Like I don't know anything horror or thriller or just needed to be weird. Harry Dean Stanton was like, yes, I'm in it. And <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to get too too deep into like figure collecting mode here, but uh, Nika isn't like the best. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they do they are hit or miss, but they do make some good how, ones. How sometimes. articulated are their joints? Not they're not like <laughs> they're not like sh level. Okay, but like <laughs> they're making Poundland, some but... good figures at the moment. Like they've really stepped up their production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they, yeah, they made they've made some good ones recently. Sega is my favorite, but that's just me. Because they do most of ever. My, my, my <laughs> yeah, favorite, yeah. Uh, whatever ones of currently producing the JoJo figures. Because oh, nice. Oof. Need me some. <laughs> need me some gay you vampire some, figures. Some muscles. You need some muscles, muscles. on your figures. Muscles and gay Aztec vampires, fitness gods. I'm down. I'm totally down. <laughs> But anyway, last thing. Oh my god, this has been such a long news segment. This has been almost an episode in itself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, they shut down the production of the Swamp Thing fucking TV series that they were doing. Because DC doesn't know how to manage their properties at all. It's like, yep. hey, we're making this series and you're going to be able to see it. But also we shut down production. Womp. Yeah, it's fucking like. DC, again, I, I'm just going to say it again, DC really doesn't know how to manage its properties and doesn't know how to market itself properly as far as videos no. go. I mean, they're still good at producing comic books 
and they know they can they're gonna last forever based on harley quinn and batman alone like that's gonna keep money in their pockets joker in perpetuity no joker i think they need to abandon joker i think they need to stop thinking about joker <laughs> i think he needs to i think they need to kill him off in a comic like they did wolverine and yeah. keep that going for a little yeah. while and then just bring him back for like a big grand the, reopening the character needs a refresh yeah absolutely but they won't because fucking Ch because edgy, edgy 13 him. year old yeah exactly edgy 13 year old school shooters need <laughs> inspiration <laughs> gamers rise what up a controversial, <laughs> so right thing to say uh, uh, anyway that's it for news it's way too much you're probably like shut the fuck up at this point yeah, just talk let's about, talk the about thing. music music oh, okay. yeah. music wow <laughs> wow so much was so much, <laughs> yeah. so many was very much genre music <laughs> <laughs> i say it's, it's my favorite thing in the world oh, oh okay podcast of the dead whoa this week we're talking whoa, about whoa, whoa. this week we're talking about <laughs> uh we're doing another 101 episode so if you ever uh if you heard our junji ito episode where we kind of touched on a lot of stuff that uh that he did and kind of gave you a, a a basic course on what you should read when you're reading junji ito this is a lot like that episode but uh with horror punk yay sorry lads. whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa. It really, it really is the genre of woes. <laughs> it, it is, is yeah. In, in more it's ways the than genre one. Genre of woes and trash. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And lots of makeup. So before we start, we do want to say that there is a Spotify playlist that goes along with this episode that Chrissy uh, so handily made uh, to go along. Uh, and we're going to post it when we post the episode, so just make sure that you're listening yeah. to that while you're also listening to this, and it'll just be a big mess. Just make sure you yeah, play them at the exact same volume <laughs> and from the exact same set of speakers so that it's yeah. a huge mess. I assure you the bands will be a lot better listen of your time than than we will <laughs> listen, listen, to the, listen to the music it's, us, it's all about the artists us describing horror punk to you is going to be a lot worse than listening to it <laughs> uh, yeah. just, we just want to say that to begin with for sure <laughs> so horror punk is uh is an interesting one to cover because uh, you know, it's a, it's a subgenre. First of all, subgenres are always funny to because they always have their their quirks and they always have these uh, these diehard fans, of course. And uh, <laughs> Chrissy is very <laughs> very much <laughs> very much a, hard, a diehard fan of horror punk. Uh, so I'm like the one. I'm like what the the five of us. I think Chrissy is yeah propping up the entire genre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it, it's interesting because uh, unlike a lot of other subgenres, I feel like it has a really extensive history. And it's very interesting to try and mm. try and talk about horror punk and like what it means and how it relates to horror movies and how what the fans are like and what their impact on punk in general is. Uh, so first, let's talk about the eras of horror punk, because there are a lot of eras and really a lot of the there's a lot of history. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of history and a lot of the eras are dependent on the misfits. 
They were the they were the first big yep. ones. They were, yes. uh, and I mean, you, uh, you all know you see that guy in a Misfits t shirt every day. He <laughs> yeah. he works with you. He's your cashier. He's like every. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he you might see not have heard the Misfits, but he knows who they are. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely works at that smoke shop down the street. He's <laughs> Mister Misfit. <laughs> uh, you definitely seen Misfits shirts in Hot Topic, uh, but. The Misfits are really the genesis of, of the genre. And I don't mean like <laughs> Peter Gabriel, oh. uh, Phil Collins' genesis. Although if well, we're really going to do. Yeah, I kind of do, though. If we're getting technical, Danzig is Peter Gabriel. And... I will shit down your throat <laughs> if we keep talking I mean, he about went, 80s progress. I mean, he went, he went, Stop. He went solo Stop. first. And then... <laughs> yeah, he went solo first. Well, it's funny because uh, the, the Misfits kind of predate Genesis in a way. But do anyway. really? <laughs> Well, because the, the yeah. Misfits were like er, late seventies, early eighties. So oh, they true. In yeah. yeah. So in anyway. New Jersey, well, New Jersey. It seems that every horror punk fan comes from New Jersey. Yes. It seems like some of the best things horror related come from New Jersey. <laughs> and I'm sorry about the things that I've said about New Jersey in the past, but also fuck New Jersey. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm, I'm, I'm Glenn not Dan's sorry from about Jersey. any of them. <laughs> I just uh, now I'm just imagining a threesome with Chris Christie, John Bon Jovi, and Danzig, and just uh, yeah, oh, just please. put that in your mind, and then that'll that'll sour you on New they Jersey all forever. They look really similar. <laughs> they <well>. do. <laughs> My brain has just vomited inside of itself <laughs> thinking about that entire scene. Uh, so the the real first era of of horror punk is going to be the Misfits era where yeah. they basically started let's, the whole subgenre. Let's talk about um, some Static Age. I love some Static, static Age. Static is one of the is their best dancing era album. Yes. Oh yeah. No, it's like a perfect album. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and it carries the same tone and feeling throughout the whole thing. Like the songs change, the like the, the subject matter changes, but the sound is solid. It just sounds yeah. good. I love it. I can't. And it's always the one thing I love about Static Age. It's really hard to find a really good copy of it. Oh, it's yeah. always it's That's always true. like uh, like a three generation old bootleg that you pick up. And it's yeah. like, why does it sound that like they're playing through pillows? I don't understand. I mean, normally it's probably the original release because it it was sort of released in when they first started, but not really because the Misfits discography is fucked. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, I'm just going to say that probably every sleeve of Static Age has had, like, a nug separated on it. Like, there's yeah. definitely always some residue on top of every sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if I'm breaking up weed and trying to roll a joint, I mean, Misfits Vinyl is, like, the first flat surface that I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, but... It's interesting because the Misfits are they they came out in an era where punk was kind of shifting over to the hardcore era of punk that mm -hmm. we know of like yeah, the more extreme true. punk. Yeah. And they were actually big influencers on that. Like they I mean they influenced a lot of what Black Flag did. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean especially I hear that. Glenn and Henry were like really good friends. It's I bet they were. It's why people, Henry Rollins. It's well, why Henry... people make jokes about them being gay together. <laughs> I mean, Henry Rollins was in awe of what the Misfits was doing. Oh like, yeah, he, was, yeah. He, he he loved them, and and you can I mean they 
the, the misfits were pretty heavy for what they were in the day. I mean, like, they were fucking, they were ripping it. Rollins <laughs> is an angry oh, yeah. guy and is attracted to angry things. Yeah. <laughs> and the misfits are pretty angry. They're pretty you know fucking what I mean? angry. They, they are very f- f- vitriolic is what I would call them. That, my, that's the word. My favorite misfit story that Rollins has is he was at a club. He was in the upstairs part of the venue, and the misfits were playing downstairs. And he was like, yeah, because he didn't know they were playing. So he was like, oh, from from upstairs, I heard a band that sounded like they were ripping off my mates. So I went downstairs, <laughs> and it was the misfits. It was my mates. It sounded like they were ripping themselves off. Yeah, I, in, the, in the misfits, uh, you know, they weren't just... They weren't just a hardcore punk band. They were a band that had, like, a show to show you. They mm. were, like, they had, like, fake blood on. They had, like, fucking paint on. And they had, like, these fucking... Sometimes they'd have costumes. Like, Jerry Only especially had some fucking costume. Mm. Like, I, it, it, they had this look to them. They weren't just, like, a hardcore band. They were, like, a band with a look. And they had a theme, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. and, I mean, they, and that's kind of rare these days. whole aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. They had this whole thing, and I think that's why people were drawn to them. They just had like this. They, whenever you went to a Misfits show, you were seeing a fucking, you were seeing a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were seeing yeah. It a wasn't production. just a band playing instruments. It was right. like it was a performance. It was a production. You, and you that's, would see Glenn just go ape shit. <laughs> yeah, and as a local musician, that's what I kind of miss sometimes is seeing a production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is mm. yeah. I, I, you don't see enough bands that really like put on a fucking real like local bands. Uh, put on a whole like huge production or a show, and I know sometimes that's hard because uh, venues suck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but sure. I mean, you, sometimes you really got to work on your craft, y'all. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like the Devilock. If you saw anyone else, you'd be like, "Man, you look like a fucking knob." <laughs> you see it on a horror punk, and you're like, "Yeah, that yeah. lad gets it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Devilock. Sometimes the stupidest. Okay. okay, break it down for me because I don't know what's the devil. The lock. devil locks the oh. big, the oh. big piece of hair. The oh, big right in the middle of, of your forehead. Right in the middle. Like, oh, yeah. fuck! Like, right, uh, yeah. No, I would, I would punch a guy if he, if he weren't in a horror punk band. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It's like as much as Jerry Onies is anymore. It's, it's like it's like alfalfa if he gelled it. Yeah. If he just gelled it down the front, uh, like uh, yeah. <laughs> No. It's like an extreme widow's peak, but you use all your Yes. Hair. Yeah, it's like a reverse widow's peak. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so extreme. I have a picture and, of me with a devil oak somewhere. I'll have to okay, send po- it to po- Yeah, I was about to say, post it on the Instagram. Post it on the Instagram. No, I, I can't. Because uh, yeah, sounds... yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you nude? Yeah. <laughs> it was, I took it off. When I had the long hair, I was able to do it after a shower. Because that's how I used to do it. Is I'd have to get, I'd have to wash my hair, get it in, dry it in that specific thing, oh, and then no. add all the spray and stuff. Oh, and so my God. the last time I did it, I, I, I literally was just like, "Hey, Stephen, I'm in the Misfits," and <laughs> it was posted like in, in, in a group somewhere, I think. But yeah, it's... well, you can post it again then. Yeah, everyone, keep your eyes out, and Chrissy's gonna post her, her devil lock on uh, all of our uh, all of our social media. I did have there is one for me when I was about fourteen, fifteen, when I got into the misfits. So <laughs> I can probably post that one because that's acceptable. Nice. It's somewhere. So yeah, so there's um, there's like the misfits are like the beginning. Yeah. Really. Uh, but then there's an era, of course. After the Misfits broke up the 
first time. I get, it was like it was like they they after the Danzig era, right? It was a post, yeah. it was a post Danzig era. Yeah. Let's let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and so it's like there's a period where it like the Misfits were like pretty much all of horror. Punk. I was about to say I don't think it really it wasn't really a genre at that point. It was just the Misfits doing. It was their really thing. just well, the Misfits doing their thing, and then stuff like the Cramps and the Damned and TSOL and stuff like that were considered sort of horror punk but they're they're not really right yeah. there were there were things that were adjacent to horror yeah. punk. like i would say that the cramps are probably the closest they're kind um, of close they're still yeah, just punk yeah they are still, yeah, just, like, still yeah. just punk yeah but but they're they're kind of like as far as the aesthetic is concerned mm-hmm. they're probably yeah. the closest For is sure. what i would say yeah. yeah and and then and then it kind of after that after the danzig era and there was the, the misfits kind of kind of trailed off i guess uh, then there was a period where there wasn't really any horror punk, yeah. and that was about the late '80s to the early '90s, until the Misfits came back again. <laughs> the, uh, the infamous legal battles with Danzig, and uh, yeah, because Odie and Doyle wanted, because Jerry Oni and Doyle Wolfgang from Frankenstein are brothers mm-hmm. biologically, and um. They wanted to be able to continue as the Misfits after Glenn left. And he was like, no, fuck off. And then they regained the rights. And then Graves' era started, which is a controversial era. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Really quick, I did want to touch on... I didn't realize. Did Danzig think he was the Misfits essentially? Yeah, he, was he trying to just yes. keep it to himself? Yes. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh yes. my god! What an asshole! Because I mean, during, <laughs> from like eighty, from when Danzig left the Misfits, he did a solo project, which is kind of like the bridge between the horror punk side and the metal side. He'd eventually do with Sawain. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, so basically, between the Misfits breaking up and coming back, you had Danzig solo stuff, which isn't a horror punk. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like it. Like, even even just the Danzig stuff, like, he still has his vocals, which are a large... Like, his vocals influenced a lot of later horror punk, oh, yeah. I will say. Because a lot of that, a lot of his vocals has that really bassy floaty sound to it so i mean he was really instrumental in that but the danzig solo stuff just feels like yeah it feels like punk rock or it feels like metal Mm. it doesn't feel like what i would consider to be horror punk so right it's it's just danzig being danzig really yeah pretty much (laughs) we're gonna get the blood to run up the walls (laughs) (laughs) i do think i'm thinking about that that aqua teen hunger force episode this whole yeah exactly yeah no me too it's it's an embodiment of horror punk (laughs) but then american psycho and famous monsters came out okay and i will say this right now my favorite Misfits record is Famous Monsters. I Famous know... Monsters is objectively their best record. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. Graves is a piece of shit. I get that. I don't know all the reasons behind why he's a piece of shit, <laughs> but I know that he is, but there Famous Monsters many. is a perfect album. Fam- Famous Monsters yeah. is so good. Yeah, it... Oh, God, I jam that so it's... much. And when you're talking One about... One of the best albums yeah, and when of you, horror punk. And when you're talking about, like, later horror punk, like, stuff that came out after Famous Monsters and, like, that came out in, in, in even this era, yeah, I mean, 
You have to admit, Graves kind of vocally inspires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he oh, inspired yeah. a lot of a lot of that later horror Absolutely. punk stuff. Absolutely. It just... Much to Danzig's chagrin, I'm sure. Yeah, but I, mean, I bet. Graves I, I... almost knows all the people I know. Yeah, no, I prefer Graves to Danzig, honestly. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, it's just... Yeah. It's a better sound. It's just a like, better sound. Yeah. I love like, Danzig. Like, I, I love the fucker. But Graves <laughs> has... A better voice. Oh yeah, yeah. In terms definitely. of uh, a nicer aesthetic sounding. Yeah, I think I think he fits the music better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he fits the music better. I mean, like Danzig was a lot more of just like a hardcore singer, really. Yeah, but true. He, he was more of like a crooner. I would say. Yeah, he was he was a crooner. But I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, agree. he is the evil Elvis for a reason. Isn't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what? Please, please explain to us and everybody else who's listening about Graves. Yeah, because and... I don't even oh, know the full story. Okay. So, <laughs> I have a tumultuous relationship with Graves, in, in a sense. In, mm, mm. So, Graves, one of his friends is Alex Jones. Oh, oh my god! No! Please, can we? Okay, yes, let's leave it there. I do not want to talk about Alex Jones more than is necessary. Basically, Graves is very right wing. Oh fuck! Um, right off. Yeah, that's um, horror punk's mostly apolitical, so luckily it doesn't True. really bleed into his music because some of his solo stuff is fucking great as well. Like punk, uh, punk rock is dead. Uh, Halfway to Earth, I think it's called, and Illusions, which he did with uh, Damien Eccles of the West Memphis Three, who he helped spearhead the campaign to have released. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird. It's it's a weird thing. He's a weird guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, punk's a, punk is a weird genre in itself in the sense that you can have people that are on both really right and really left, yeah. but well, still seems, really like the music. Like, seems Michael like Graves old, old... is the Johnny Rotten of the horror punk world. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Was, wait, was Johnny Rotten conservative? He is uh, now. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck. How? Oh, How did that happen? I know. I know. What the no, fuck? No, no, no. It's just a thing that happens to old punks. A lot of yeah. old punks, they just turn that way. But what, except, what? except for Jello Biafra. I was about to say, yeah. what was the whole point of shitting on Reagan then? Like, yeah. If... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Jello Biafra is still very much the same. Yeah. <laughs> still very much. If you've Jello ever seen is his... Jello. Yeah, if you've ever seen his YouTube series, What Would Jello Do? Uh -huh. It's the best. That's, oh, you know, it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> the, um... Uh, but yeah, Gra Graves, the the rumor, I'm gonna call it a rumor because I've only ever heard it from other horror punks, and I don't know if it's true or not. But the reason Graves had to leave in 2000, as why, not why Doyle left. Doyle just left because he was kind of done. But the reason Graves had to leave in 2000 was a, uh, oh, the rumor is that he was selling weed to Jerry Oni's kid. And <laughs> I, I hope the rumor is true. I, I really hope the rumor is true because Jerry Only is like very Christian. For a horror punk, oh he's like also on like the Graves level of kind of like being quite religious, and it's it's strange for a horror punk. That sounds well, uh, strange. That sounds bizarre. But, uh, but yeah, Jerry Only, Jerry Only's son, who's currently in the band called Jerry oh. Other. Michael Graves apparently used to sell him weed. 
<laughs> Jerry only found out and got really pissed off. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Tom Araya, the the basis for Slayer, is Catholic. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. I, I always thought it's funny because a lot of... I don't know. Sometimes they, they definitely separate themselves from the music a they lot. They definitely do. Yeah. I mean, you got people in punk bands all the time that are Jewish or Christian and stuff like that. And uh, punk bands are generally anti-establishment <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are still people that are religious. And yeah. um, I, I like the punk community for respecting that most of the time. Um, yeah. Some punks are shit, though. Oh, That's yeah. what I would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway... So the Misfits, uh, like we said, Grey's left in 2000. Um, so there was it, that period after... Well, it really is the period after Famous Monsters and like their their, res, their resurgence. Uh, there was a lot more horror punk bands that mm -hmm. came out in that era. Uh, specifically, one of the big ones that we're going to talk about is Blitzkid. Yeah. Because um, Blitzkid yeah. Uh, was, was formed in, you said, 97, right? Yeah. They Nin were, 1997. The, the album they did around then is more like... Early Green Day, like, pop-punk stuff. Not Hell many people yeah. know about it. <laughs> it's like a demo. It's called, like, Songs for the Aesthetically Challenged. It's got some really good tracks, actually. It's I bet kind it of does. Sweet. That sounds awesome. It's kind yeah. of sweet. But, and, um, uh, it, they're, they're just a really big one as far as, like, later era horror punk as far as, like, bringing it back into the mm -hmm. forefront and kind of dr being the driving force after the Misfits essentially uh imploded <laughs> next yeah. to mr monster and calabrese definitely right. one of the biggest and so yeah, yeah calabrese is the one that i got into when i was in high school like, my friend showed me this like hey you're gonna like this because he knew i liked the misfits and yeah. i jammed them all the fucking time <laughs> yeah and i would say one of the uh, the he's the the lead from from blitzkid uh argyle goolsby is one of the driving forces behind horror punk, like modern horror mm -hmm. punk. I yeah. would say. Oh, definitely. Filled filled the void that Danzig left. He filled, by being an he fills the void that he does more for horror punk, along with some of the other specific, like uh, some other people, like Loki Loki Bones, which is why I call my cat Loki Bones. <laughs> Loki kind of does a load of stuff. Nimvin does a load of stuff. Calibrish do shit tons of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I I was fortunate enough to be on Davy Calabrese's fucking birthday live stream a couple of months. Oh, ago. that's awesome! He, yeah, hell yeah! I fucking love that guy. He's such a he's such a sweetheart. Um, Shadow... is Calabrese just his last name? Yeah, Calabrese is her last name. Oh, okay. they're Italian. I didn't know what the I didn't know what the the band name came from. I didn't know it was just one of their names. Yeah, they're, they're Italian. Kind of lame, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're Italian. Uh, um, yeah, JV Bastard does a lot of stuff. Although, I yeah, I have opinions about JV. Sometimes he can be a bit dodgy. Um, yeah, basically, Goolsby fucking does everything. Yeah, uh, and there like this this post uh, Graves era misfits uh, debacle, I guess, uh, yeah. is where a lot of interesting horror punk records came out is like in the two thousands. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of great ones that came out. And, and one of the bands that we didn't talk about that was kind of instrumental in that resurgence of horror punk in that the mid nineties, uh, era was a Japanese band called Balzac. Oh yeah. Uh, Balzac a which right. Ball, Balzac's fucking amazing. Mm, it's I one of my, one of my favorite one. punk bands. 
Uh, probably because they're Japanese and I have like some sort of Japanese fetish. Well, yeah. Japanese music is really fucking cool. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, because the way that they write lyrics and stuff is different because, you know, they have different uh, syllables and stuff like that. Because they write the words differently, they kind of have to write the music around that too. And so the sound comes out a little bit different than just our normal, you know, punk four chord songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Way different to horror punk sound mm -hmm. yeah and like yeah, they stay away true. from like the campy lyrics and image because yeah. japan like that kind of thing wouldn't be as like widely received and they'd be uh -huh. considered like a joke and yeah but they're still like they're like they've made horror punk like their own Mm -hmm, yeah, that's sure. true, and they they have a lot of uh, electronic elements actually yeah. in their in their oh, stuff, yeah. which they have a lot of they have like a lot of like drum and bass type stuff. I I don't know, they're really Balzac's really good. Yeah, yeah Balzac's, Balzac's amazing. Great. They're 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 so good, but they still have like that melody. They still have the woes, they, look, <laughs> and that's that's why they're great. The, like, that's like the, the universal joke with with horror punk with with all horror punks is. If a song doesn't have a woe in it, it's not a horror punk song. Yeah, no, of course it isn't. What are you talking about? It's just, it's just a stupid punk song at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That is, it doesn't matter what band it is, what album it is. There is one song that has a woe in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. It, of all the bands that we're talking about here, that's it's there. There's always one with a woe. Doesn't matter what band. It is. And I, I don't know what the reason is. Like aesthetically, uh, I don't know why that sound carries the genre. I know it's because the Misfits did it, but I mean, but what? But like the feeling that it invokes is kind of Here, interesting. Here's the way that I that I think about it. So uh, to to call back to another subgenre that I'm a lot f more familiar with, and I know you're gonna probably grow on at this, but shoegaze. Shoegaze. Shoegaze is is. If you don't know what shoegaze is, it's like big wall of sound type guitars and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, it's It was basically started, or at least the genesis is in a band called My Bloody Valentine. And the guitarist, Kevin Shields, had this thing where he would bend down on the whammy bar of the guitar and it kind of had like this dreamy, like, like out of tune sort of sound. And that is a sound that you hear in every other shoegaze record after that, pretty much. Yeah. It's like that one thing that defines... The mm -hmm. genre, yeah. and I feel like it's the same thing with horror yeah. with the woes. Would, it's just a defining... I would agree 100%. And also, I mean, we can't discount, because the woes do come from 1950s doo-wop stuff. Yeah. Like the, That's true. The, the, the That's style true. of music from the 50s is such a big influence there on all horror oh, yeah. There yeah. it is. And I mean... I, this is definitely going to be a big part of where we're talking. I don't know if we're doing it out of order or whatever. I don't care. This is just the way we're just having a conversation, Isaac. <laughs> but yeah, no. But the 1950s like style of music, like yeah, the the sock hop, the the doo-wop type stuff, that is so instrumental in why horror punk even exists and why it sounds yes. the way that it does. And the other mainstay of the 50s is like the campy horror films that oh, we got back yeah. then, like giant ants the blob like all the fucking creature of the black lagoon well Hell that was yeah. earlier but you know what i'm talking Hell about yeah. like just like big monster movies that's like the 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 feeling they're trying to yes. invoke with all of this music and or it's just great. zombies they like zombies yeah, yeah. everyone loves zombies zombina <laughs> zombina and the skeletons by the way zombina that's, and the skeletons that's a, that, you put that on the playlist yeah, right yeah. there's a lot of zombina that's... just because okay she, good. she 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 my boy she my boy i am um... <laughs> Good old Zombina. Lovely human. 
her her child is actually a child that I can look at and be like, that's a cute human. Because normally children are terrifying. <laughs> but no, her daughter yeah. is really cute as well. That's amazing. Zombie Zombina and the Skeletons is an amazing band. Yeah. And if 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 you were going to listen to any of the songs uh, other than like the Misfits and like all the the big ones on this this playlist that we made, listen to Zombina and the Skeletons because they're fucking amazing. Yeah. No, I um uh, I jumped around a little bit because basically how we did this was uh, Zach and Chrissy sent me a list of stuff to listen to, and I hopped around a little bit. I heard a lot of stuff that was like, yeah, this sounds familiar. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is. Kind of like horror punk, you know. I mean, this is about the same. But then I got the zombie and the skeletons, and Zach and Chrissy had already told me that I was. Yeah, gonna I knew. Love it. Everyone, loves <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone knows what I like. So. I know, I know what you like. <laughs> yeah, so I, then I started listening. I was like, oh fuck, because I mean, it has female vocalists, it has horror punk stuff. First video I watched had a bunch of C- CG alien yes. aircraft oh. swarming Earth, and I'm just yes. like, hell yes, thank you, I love this. <laughs> yes, there's horns. Yep. Yes. There's... Oh god, I love horns. Yes. Yeah, in music, there's mm. horns. Yeah. Um... Uh. Dog so horror <laughs> is a uh, dog horror who is like the other like mainstay like the vocalist slash the guitarist and uh-huh. he was on bass for a while. Um, he he's always at Liverpool Horror Club events and every time I went to talk to him, I would just ball up and do, not do it because. Just nerd, nerd, just completely yeah. nerd out and buckle away. Yeah, and yeah. Just like, Cause oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Joe, my friend Joanna used to actually uh, date him. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, she used to, she used to date the lad, and that's how she knew Zombina. Cause she, cause I mean, they're Liverpudlian. I mean, I don't think mm. uh, Doc Cora, whose name is real name is Ash, he's not from Liverpool, if I remember right. I. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, they're, they're they're from Liverpool, so you know, big up my boys, big up, from big Liverpool. up home, Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> you know, we are the real Beatles. Yes, it's like the, oh it's like the, the better band of like the two that have come from Liverpool. <laughs> we're saying they're better than the Beatles. Are we going on record yes. saying that? <laughs> I'm going on yeah. record saying that. I enjoy Zombie and the Skeletons way more than any Beatles song. Oh, come on. Helter Skelter was like the first horror punk song. What are you talking I about? I will kill you. <laughs> I'll I straight up kill you. Shit in your cereal, you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, Jason Troxin, who we did sadly lose this year, was. His band, Mr. Monster, they 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 said they did a genre called boo-wop, which was, you know, that doo-wop, but spooky. I do great. love that. I do love that. I love Mr. that classification. And the Mr. Monster were great, and it kind of sucks that what happened happened. But... Yeah. Well, what happened? He he did the die. Um, oh, I, don't... I see. No, I one thought... really kno- no one really knows what happened, but he just... Died this year. Like, oh, that's and, sad. And, and it was really sad because yeah. it came out of nowhere. And but they are doing a a show for Mr. Monster where Blitzkid are fucking playing. Oh shit! Okay. For, like that's they're awesome. doing a reunion show. That's really cool. Angry because I can't go. Why not? It has to be somewhere around <laughs> you. It sounds no, very British. No. no. It's in, it's in, uh, 
It's in the States. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> is it in New Jersey? We fuck everything up. Uh, I think it is in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> New Jersey, the horror punk capital of the world. Ugh, I'll just yeah. go to a fucking let, hot let dog me... eating contest and then check out that show, I guess. You know, gotta do something else oh. New Jersey before you go to a horror <laughs> punk show there. Let <laughs> me find the... Uh, Drink the, some uh, toxic waste, maybe. Yeah. They're, doing, they're doing two shows. They're in June and they're already sold out. I bet. Yeah. Um, you have a special performance by Blitzkid. Nice. I'll go Goosby in the Roving Midnight. Ooh. Hell okay. yeah. Hell yeah. And the Hollow Bodies, I think, which is Goosby's acoustic uh, project. Oh, I get it. A last it's performance a by Miss. Oh, puns. <laughs> A last performance by Mr. Monster, which is which was Jason's band, but with I think probably Goolsby on vocal there. Yeah. The Crypt Keeper Five, who are a great band. Darrow Chemical Company, and like loads more. Nice. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. Like I'm 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 hurt because these I mean, I it sounds so cool. Like it yeah, sounds like a I'm great... never gonna go to New Jersey, but <laughs> it sounds like you know something that'd be fun. Maybe there's gonna there will record it or something to where I can get the experience, but not have to set foot in New Jersey. Yeah, I, I don't think know. that they they might do. I'm hoping they do. I'm really hoping they video it or something because okay. it's it's gonna be a good show, and all like the proceeds go to charity and stuff. That's cool. Okay, so we the timeline's been a, a bit fuzzy here because we've been yeah. jumping around a lot. We just we've been very tangential this episode, yeah. but basically it's it, it goes uh, uh, misfits, misfits again, uh, blitz, blitz, blitz kid, and, blitz and, kid. And, and everybody else. Yeah, and then uh, there's basically in this current era of horror punk, it, it's kind of having a resurgence. There was a decline like early 2010s, let's say, uh, yeah. where it wasn't it wasn't as big as as mm -hmm. it had been. And basically, we're we're seeing a resurgence of it right now, uh, where more people are, are uh, listening to it. Yeah, who would and... you call like pretty like the big players of horror punk right now, Chrissy? Um, big players right now are Goolsby with his solo stuff. Mm -hmm. Calabrese is go back in. Calabrese go back into the studio this year. Oh, do they really? Yeah, they they've done a new album, so they'll be oh, back shit. on the scene again. That's awesome, because like I said, I remember listening to them in high school and stuff, so I know that they, they've been around for a while. I didn't realize they were still super active, and that's you awesome. Got, you got my lad, Noah, from uh, Die Monster Die, with his his current solo stuff that have been around for a while called Shadow Windhawk and the Morticians, who released an album last year, which included a song about him being at George A. Romero's funeral. Oh shit! <laughs> Called a uh, fourteen-mile tombstone. Nice. You've got bands awesome. like Stellar Corpses, who've been around for a while, but they've got big. You've yep. got the Big Bad, and Zacula, who are going to be in Troma's Shitstorm. Nice. And I'm pretty sure I pointed that out when we said about it that I know those guys who are going to be in it. <laughs> well, you point out everything about trauma as soon as you know it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Like, you, 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 you're going to repeat yourself a lot, but we don't care because we love it. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Blood-sucking zombies from outer space, an Austrian 
psychobilly band, like bro, horrible. Oh yeah, they're like kind of surfy, right. like yeah, yeah. like yeah. again, kind of 1950s influence. I listened right. to a little bit of them too because they were like last on the list. I'm like, I'll start the last one and work up, and they, then I got like two. They up. they released an album <laughs> recently, and right. then you've got you've got they haven't done anything for a while, and I'm pissed that Tommy hasn't done anything. But one of like the best UK horror punk bands at the moment are a band called Loop and Tooth. Loop and Tooth is really good. I, I know them. I haven't listened to any of them yet. I, 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 I know one of them a bit too well. <laughs> is it spelled like Loop on the third? No, 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 no. It's L-U-P-E-N. Uh, like like werewolves. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured, but I didn't know if they were just really great thieves. Yeah. No, no, they. they... <laughs> but no, Tom, um, Tommy Creep, who also has his own like horror synthwave project, which is really good. Um, he has a band called Lupin Tooth, and they're like one of these sort of British stalwarts at the moment that everyone knows. Awesome. There nice. are some other British horror punk bands too, like Dead Stiff. Uh, but I haven't really seen them do much recently. And there are probably loads more that I just don't know. Because think, the US think, side is so big. Yeah. I think one thing about horror punk is it's always a community that right. keeps it going. And yeah. so that's yeah. one unique thing about horror punk is that it really is community driven and locally driven. And it's just, it's really lucky that these bands make it to the big well, and like, I think, front stage and I, and I think us doing this episode is is important mm. that we we kind of we kind of keep the mm -hmm. keep that support going. oh yeah because oh, yeah. yeah. um there is a guy i work with named lex and uh he's very big into uh all things horror in dallas and so he knows a lot of horror punk bands and stuff and so I was really hoping to get some recommendations from him, but he just knew so, so many that he couldn't think of any off the top of his head. <laughs> but um, but I'm hoping that like uh, in the news sections for like going forward and stuff that we have more horror punk news and stuff yeah. going on because I, I would really like to prop up the community more albums because it's, are su it's such a unique it's such a unique niche that more people need. Our yeah. albums are covering people. Uh, people are in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where we are right now with yeah. Horror Punk. That's 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 where we're sitting right now. But let's let's talk about the genre as a whole. Let's talk about its influences. And we've already kind of touched on that bit. We've talked about uh, the fifties, yeah. uh, big B movies, and that sort of thing. But let's really dive into that and kind of see like why why <laughs> why? why 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 I don't know. It's just. I feel like there's a big camp factor. I feel like the campiness of it, and I mean, yeah, you have music with a lot of, a lot of oohs and ahs and a lot of woes, and it kind of feels, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It kind of feels like just mass marketed garbage. But then you add the spin on it with, mm -hmm. uh, with monsters or with uh, JFK getting shot in Dallas or with, all, like you know, all this type of shit that you can add to it, and it's just it's it's really pageantry. That's what well, I would yeah, call and it. Yeah, and I think it's the I think an important thing is the kitsch factor. Mm -hmm, yeah. uh, it, it, you know, it's just just like the B horror movies. There was a kitsch factor there, yeah. but it's in a different sort of way than like uh, rockabilly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. rockabilly is a kitsch factor, but in a really fucking annoying way, uh, yeah. in, in like the worst kind of like flames on my car. Sort well, they're of way. the same. They're, it's the same as mods that are big into ska yes. and everything like that. Yeah. Like just they have to dress like all snazzy. I think I think a lot of it is that that horror. See, there's there's kind of a rift here because uh, a lot of modern punk, just regular punk, hardcore punk, whatever it is, it takes itself really seriously, especially nowadays. Oh, definitely. And there's not. 
anything necessarily wrong with that, especially when you're talking about important political topics, mm. which if you're doing a good punk band, you should be yeah, talking about important politics. Yeah, you need to be talking about politics yeah. if you're uh, talking about, right. like, if you're in punk. Well, I feel like... Yeah, but I, I I think in some ways that kind of sets them, or there's a rift there between horror punk and, and regular punk because because horror punk doesn't really take itself that seriously, no. but it's because they want to have fun. Mm-hmm. They get they they have the air of a horror movie or like the horror genre as a whole is just like it, it's just for fun, man. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, that, and that's really important because yeah, there are a lot of genres of music that take themselves too seriously. Like I would say, like. Pretty much any other like genre of music there's, is gonna be. There's a one percent of horror punks that do take themselves too seriously with like the whole horror punk thing, and but ninety percent, especially British horror punks and the people that I know and have met, and Goolsby, no one takes themselves that seriously. We all realise we're people in like zombie makeup. We're yeah, fucking... it's like yeah. we're we're weird. We like good tunes and we like bad movies. We, what else do you want? We look yeah. like extras from <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. Like, come yeah. on, lads, you're not you're not dancing, right? Because there are <laughs> yeah. like especially nor, some horror punk. Nor dudes. would you want to be. There are some horror punk yeah. dudes who really think they're dancing, and it's like no, mate. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I under understand that the the influence should only go so far. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. You can look like Danzig, but don't be like Danzig. Yeah. Don't be like Glenn, please. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, the, the the one downside is I think because it is so kitschy and because it is so like niche, it doesn't really affect overall punk. No, it really is set aside. That's the sad thing. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like it could it could do a lot more on in the front stage, but I feel like it doesn't have to. I agree. Yeah, yeah it just doesn't have to. I, I think I think a, a lot of it is that they want to be independent from punk. They mm-hmm. don't want to be wrapped up in in the politics of punk. because yeah. you know it, it, then you get into scene politics. Oh, oh yeah, fuck scene. scene. Politics. Yeah, oh, God, I you, fucking you, hate you get like, a scene. S- I hate it. I hate it. You so get much. into scene politics and you get into like egg punks and chain yeah. punks. And <laughs> I don't even know what those are. What's an egg punk? Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into it, but it's basically like the two basic type of punks that you have. What's nowadays. an egg punk? An egg punk is like the Denton punk. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the an egg punk. punk. Like the hipster oh, punk. Oh, yeah. okay. And then chain punk is like classic punk, like Mohawk punk. That's, that's a chain punk. Yeah. <sighs> But anyway, I feel like it's good that they're separate from that whole thing, like where there are scene politics and where they they have to there's they they conform to the idea of punk, even though it's about nonconform. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to get into it. Punk's fun. To like the influence of like movies and shit, especially like with with Danzig era and like with with Danzig. And even some later misfits, uh, excuse me there, with some like later misfits. It was more of like a, oh, hey, no one's doing this. Yeah. No one's doing yeah. this at this point. Let's capitalize. On... Oh, Jerry, in Jerry Only's case, let's capitalize on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think now it's obviously less about capitalization on the genre and more about more, just doing their yeah, own thing. Mm-hmm. Like with yeah. the track 14 Mile Tombstone, it's a nice tribute to John Romero. To John Romero. Yeah. George Romero. Oh, I'm gonna be crucified. <laughs> I was playing... Not the guy that made Doom, the guy that made I was the zombie playing, movie. I was playing Doom. 
yeah, it's a nice yeah. tribute to George Romero. Or like you've got um despite by, by also by Shadow Wind Talk, you've got a track called Midian, which is about Nightbreed. And you've also got a big bag track called nice. Cabal, which is really good. Stephen doesn't like that track, but yeah. that's because he has no taste. <laughs> but Do you hear that, Stephen? You have no taste. But it gives see, see, like some of these, like some of the movies used in, like used in horror punk, give movies that people haven't seen. Like it gets people to watch them. Oh yeah. Like, well, Five Sellers Below is like about even... Phantom of the Opera from the thirties. Well, and I think in a lot of ways, this podcast is the horror punk version of podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> because so. we're, well, because we're trying to talk about movies that not a whole lot of people have talked about. Yeah. I think is one of the the big things. And we're talking about things that aren't even about horror mm. movies. We're trying to shine a spotlight on the genre itself. And and I, I think in a lot of ways we we have parallels with yeah. horror punk as a genre. And I agree, <laughs> like just like with our intro, our intro includes a lot of mm. clips and stuff from movies that like are like we have the Wicker Man thing in there. We have a lot of stuff in there from movies that like not a lot of people have seen. It opens with a, a quote from Serpent in the Rainbow, which I don't think yeah, a whole lot of people <laughs> have seen. <laughs> and see, but horror punk does that too. They they intersperse clips and, yeah. and yeah. voices and stuff from movies, and that makes you sit there and be like, what's that from? What's going on with that? I like that. I want to listen to this song while I watch this movie and eat popcorn that's covered in blood. Argo Goosby wrote a song about the actress Theda Bara. Oh my god. On his recent album, (laughs) Duffing Your Doorstep. I mean, Shadow Windhawk has a track about Near Dark, the Catherine Bigelow movie, and he wrote a Uh, track about Twin Peaks. There was a weird song that was on the Zombie and the Skeletons playlist that was just like a country band playing a song, like a tribute to Elvira. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh, what's that's going a, on? That's Ghoul Town. I have a funny story about was it really? those guys. So, what's up? Uh, Stephen found a Ghoul Town record that is out of print for $80. Uh-huh. And we posted it oh somewhere, and someone that Stephen knows. Like, we were riffing on it because it's not worth $80, honestly. And some <laughs> bloke got, like, really angry over it. And it makes us, oh, no. every time I think of Ghoul Town, I think of that interaction. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. amazing. It's, but, like, you know, there's some... I mean, Goolsby has a song about the Mothman. He has a song about the Flatwoods County Monster, which I didn't know about. And I like to think that I knew mm-hmm. about a lot of cryptids. But yeah. then I found, I found that, and you know, I'm kind of surprised you didn't know about the Flatwoods yeah. Monster, because uh, that's like the big one other than Mothman in that area. But see, I, I always remember Mothman and Jersey Devil; those are the two. The Flats, that... the Flats, uh, Flatwoods Monster is fucking terrifying. Is it it really? might be more terrifying than Mothman. I want a tattoo opinion. of it. Well, uh, Mothman's not really scary. Mothman just kind of shows up as like, hey, um, like. I mean, tries not <laughs> no, to that's be Andrew so Cole. Andrew Cole is shows up and is like a. Who? Talk to you. Mm. you don't know. Goldsby tries not to be so objective now of like making everything really obviously about horror, like about horror movies, like in the same way that like Shadow and Hawk does. But like he did a song called uh-huh. Mr. Babadook, and it's about the Babadook, and it's cool. Ooh, I love it. I love it so much. It's fucking cool. Yeah, everything Goldsby does is fucking cool. <laughs> Uh, he also out. did yeah. um, a cover of Save Me Tonight, which is from a big... Oh, shit. 
before we go any further, we have to talk about Project 1950 oh, by the Misfits because I know that Chrissy, you must love that album. It's the it's the best Misfits album that they oh. ever did. Oh my God, I listened to it all the way through my like freshman and sophomore years of of college. It was great. Your thoughts? Um, <laughs> I, now, I, I would try not to be opinionated about the Misfits, but okay. I have feelings about that album, and none of them are good. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's all you need to say. Yeah, yeah. that's no, all I, you need to say. I, I, have... I, I don't know. I don't know who the vocalist was on that album. Oh, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> that explains a lot. And I don't like. Like, I love all the songs that they do. Like, You Belong to Me is one of my favorite songs. You know, just general songs. Not horror punk songs, but just general songs. I occasionally torture Steven with the cover of Devil in Disguise, because he hates it. Ah. (laughs) It it really sucks, because Jerry only has vocal potential. Like, potential. Like, I've discussed this a lot. Uh Jerry has vocal potential. Like, he could do it. He's got the perfect voice for it. Right. And 2009's Land of the Dead single, which was Land of the Dead and Twilight of the Dead, before they announced they were doing The Devil's Reign, which was The Misfits' last album, I really enjoy. Uh-huh. I still listen to that song. Uh-huh. Jerry only sounds good. Nice. The production's good. It's great. And then The Devil's Reign came out, and it really disappointed a lot of Misfits fans, which kind of <laughs> sucks. It just it wasn't mm. as strong. I mean, Graves' recent album sucked too. <laughs> yeah, I don't even follow him. I'm not even bothered. So, so normally this is the section uh, in an episode where we would have our final thoughts on a movie or uh, what, whatever we're talking about. But I, I want to say this is probably the section where we should talk about where we think the genre is going to go. What, what the future of the genre is. I was thinking about that a second ago and I didn't know where to put it in. But I would really love to see horror punk start embodying the modern horror aesthetic i would love to see hear some 80 synth shit in there some, you know what ooh, i mean yeah. i would love like punk with some like synths like in some uh, people I don't be know. doing that and just more... trust me some people be doing oh, are they that. really oh uh, see that's what i want like i want an it follows horror punk band that's what i want that's that's the ideal for me so you don't want really horror punk you want a synth wave horror band kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> but why can't that be punk why can't that be horror punk come on i'm yeah, sure that I'm exists sure it does. Um, <laughs> i with with me in the genre i want more i just want more Goolsby. i will fucking <laughs> buy that shit i want to, uh, just, everything he does is gold <laughs> I want at least 80% more yeah. woes. Yes. I uh, want every good. lyric to be woe. Woe, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Woe, 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 woe! Don't tempt me. I am writing songs at the moment for my horror punk project, which doesn't even have a horror punk name, which is great. I was about to say, pl- <laughs> plug your shit, but you don't even no, have, no, a have a name? No, no, we have a name, it's just not horror punk. <laughs> and and there's literally just me at the uh... moment. But, uh... Leon Fontarim. Ah. Uh, we got some. We got some <laughs> shit going. We got some shit going. Nice. Uh, we do have a couple of tracks actually written, or at least I started writing one. It's about Nightbreed, and it's really fucking gay. Nice. nice. Is. <laughs> nice. I don't, I don't know. I think I just think that the. We were just told the future yeah. of the genre. True. Chrissy's project <laughs> is the yeah, future I'm of the genre. Making really um, gay horror punk. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I feel like just 
horror punk now needs to just grow mm. a little bit and just take a little bit of cues from newer horror <laughs> films. Maybe not, like, don't build off of stuff from the 50s anymore. Build off of Get Out. Build off of Hereditary. I you mean, know, just try to try to morph the sound into something a little yes, more modern. That's me. Yes, in an ideal world, that's how it would go, but I think it's just going to stay. It, it'll and, stay the same. And, <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of people yeah, are taking yeah. more inspiration from, from newer things. Like, as I said, Windhawk. Windhawk's recent, uh, like his recent album with the Twin Peaks song, was re-inspired by the season three of Twin Peaks. I mean, it wasn't about season three of Twin yeah. Peaks, but he felt the need to put it on the album because it was about Twin Peaks and that season had come out. For sure. And yeah, like no one knows what. And Calum see, that's good. Doing. That's like the type of Calum stuff I want to see. Really hush hush with everything. So God knows what's coming out with them. Because, I mean, <laughs> Lust for Sacrilege oh. was great. Yeah. Well, I uh, think that's all we have for this week. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, like I said, it's important that you're listening to the uh, playlist along with this because you kind of get a, a scope of what I love we're talking trash. about as far as Please the bands. listen to trash. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's you know, it's just important that we kind of keep this subgenre going yeah. for the. I think the importance of of just the impact that it's had on a lot of people. I mean, yeah. not just I... like, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, other punks and uh, kind of just the kitsch. Mm-hmm. Got to get keep the kit the good kitsch going. Yeah. Uh, destroy yeah. rockabilly. Uh, long live <laughs> long, long live horror punk. Okay, I I wouldn't have. A load of friends that I do, which includes loads of notable horror punks. Like, I know Goolsby, I know the Calabrese brothers, I know most of, like, the Big Bad, I know Noah from Shanna Windhawk. I know these people, and it's thanks to the genre that I know them, and I'm able to cultivate these friendships. Yeah. Like, without the genre. And, like, all the British horror punks I know, like Lucas and Lee and Muddy... What we're... I always, you know, I always see them at gigs when we go, and we always hang out, and it's great. Listen to horror punk, make friends. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's that's what horror we're saying. Horror punks are good friends, yo. Horror punks are good friends. But otherwise, um, we have social media stuff. I never remember what <laughs> it is. A... I know there's a Facebook. Like our Facebook page, you fucks. <laughs> I know there's an Instagram too. I know there's. there's some... I haven't posted on that for a while. I need yeah, to, but uh, I'm pretty sure decent the... for. My decent phone is is dead until so until I get a new phone, Instagram posts uh, kind of not exist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Facebook page has ninety likes, nice. uh, something like that. Let's let's have a look. Let's have a have a quick quick look see. And you can have a quick uh, look right now. It's on Facebook, yeah. Podcast of the Dead. We have a fucking page. Fucking like it, you. You, you dweebs. I don't like being this aggressive about <laughs> making people like our social media. Like it we, now. we have 81 people who like us. Wait, wait, how many? 81. Oh, I, I, I overestimated. You did. Uh, but we're also on Instagram and Twitter uh, with the same handle. It's uh, at PC of the Dead. And then we have a Patreon, which I keep saying that we need to plug at the beginning of the episode because everybody's already stopped listening at this point. Stop listening after the news, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they will uh, this episode. It's the yeah. for it. It's horror punk. Yeah, but uh, Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash PC of the Dead. And if you want us to keep doing this and mu- make it much better quality, 
Uh, then uh, give us money, please. <laughs> please. Please give us money so we can spend it on our apartment. Yeah, I will. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> Cash rules everything around yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm out. Like. <laughs> uh, but I will, if you're worried about what we're going to spend the money on, I will put it into a trust fund and use it only for podcast related things. Oh, I thought we were going to invest in index funds and Oh, yeah. <laughs> do the uh do the uh what's his name? Warren Buffett. Yeah, the Warren Buffett thing. Yeah. Do it, put it, it we'll, we'll put it in index funds. We'll double your investment. The SCP 500. I know it's not SCP. That's just something else we're related, <laughs> yeah. but... I'm going to I'm going to send it to Mothman. Yes. Yeah, all of your money will go to the Mothman Foundation <laughs> for scaring people shitless. <laughs> Mothman Foundation for Scary People Shitless. <laughs> that's the that's the new name for our highest tier. I was about to say, that's the new name for this podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> that'll, that'll be our highest tier. I'm going go to make that now. Okay. That's our new Patreon tier. Also, we have an email. It's it's uh, podcastofthedead at gmail.com. Please send us random things at 3 a.m. Yeah, requests, uh, uh, cool things we should watch. Tell me about yeah. just a single scene in a movie that makes you shit your pants laughing or something. No you dick know? pics. No dick pics. Don't send me dick pics. Only send dick pics if it's Pete Seals. Uh, <laughs> only send good dick pics. Yes. You know when there it's good go. and Thank when it's you. bad. Thank you. At least we made that clarification. Yeah. Only, <laughs> only send choice dick pics to podcast... Of the dead at gmail.com. Remember that one. Send dick pics there. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that's all we got. I, um, yeah, I'm done. We, I, got <laughs> we, I gotta go to work. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> uh, we love you very much. Thank, Thank you, for you very listening. much. We do. Thank we, you for listening to and allowing me, you two, to ramble about how much I fucking uh, love sure. punk. <laughs> this is a good episode. <laughs> As I, I sit here it. in my misfit, wearing my misfit shirt in my Blitz Kid shirt because I thought wearing a misfit shirt would make me a poser. <laughs> that you are a poser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. We uh, love you. Bye. 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 <laughs>